Hey everyone, and welcome to season two of Death in Cambodia, Life in America, a podcast where I sit down with my father, Robert Chow, a survivor of one of the biggest genocides in modern history, the Khmer Rouge. He escaped to America with 10 bucks in his pocket and built a distributing company, one of the largest donut distributors in the U.S. How exactly did a poor, starving boy from Cambodia build an empire and achieve his American dream? I'm Dorothy, his daughter, and your host for today's episode. Let's dive in. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Death in Cambodia, Life in America. We are going to take it back a little bit to Robert's story and the continuation of him building out the rest of his donut shops. I know that we spent the last couple weeks focusing on guests, uh, one with Bob Burton, who was the commercial real estate agent who helped Robert find his very first donut shops, and then also the amazing people who had put together the book called On the Corners of Argyle and Glenwood. So I hope you guys were able to check those out. Um, Those were really, really great guests that I'm really proud of having on. But here we are. Welcome back. Let's see what Robert has in store. Last episode, we left off with Robert um, taking over his very first store. He has worked as hard as he could. He's basically lived in the shop, um, sleeping on bags of flour and then for about two hours and then working in the front as hard as he can, eating hot dogs for meals and donuts for meals and uh, working as hard as he can to pay off all his debt, which he was able to pay off in just a matter of six months. So he worked as hard as he can and, um, you know, we're, we're kind of we're kind of in the depths of that. So, Ba? Yep. Good morning, everyone. Welcome and, back. Uh, yeah, I. So I think um, I, I, I'm really, really fascinated by this part of the story because a lot of people are probably thinking, like, logistically, how did you really do that? So really, you just slept in the shop. How did you shower? You oh. where were you? Did we living with Uncle? I mean, really, how? How did you make this work? Yeah, I think the shower, that that's a little bit, uh, yeah. I only take a shower, you know, uh, at night when, you know, nobody around and then, you know, dark and we just use the water hose outside and just, uh, yeah, because the shop doesn't have, uh, they do have bathroom, but, you know, I'm just shower outside, I mean, and at night. Really? Yeah, it was cold. I mean, some 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 night. I mean, especially you know, at night it's cold. But I was young. I think you know, uh, it really didn't bother me that much. And uh, 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 because yeah. you weren't living with Uncle anymore. No, at this point, it's been months, and you're just you've been living and breathing the shop. Yeah, just try to uh, try to 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 uh, you know overhead. Save money. Save money and uh, uh, try to pay off the, you know, loan. So, which is I did uh, in six months, around six months. So, pretty happy. 
with the uh, you know with the with the profit I even work 18 hours a, a day it it wasn't bothering me at all at all compared to where I came from this is nothing do you think that the rest of the people who had come from Cambodia as refugees at the same time you did and got into donut shops you think you think they thought the same way that you did? I think so. I think, you know, because most of the people that really uh, uh, survive from Cambodia, you know, uh, they work hard. They do work hard. They become a lot of become a, a, a baker mm-hmm. uh, in California unless they, uh, you know, live out of state. Because California, uh, that's the uh, uh, Cambodian uh, starting niche. Del- yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because of the uh, technology, he start the uh, he start the uh, donut shop. So he. Uh, so you guys, so you knew about Ted when you came. You when your your auntie leased a shop from him. Uh, my uncle. Your uncle leased a shop from him. From uh, his uh, older sister. From his older sister. Yes. And so you knew he already had a reputation when you came. Did you kind of know him? Yeah, from yeah, afar. I, yeah, I, uh, I met him one or twice mm-hmm. uh, in a, you know a special occasion. You know, uh, sometimes they do have invite you know people you know to his place. Mm-hmm. He he had a beautiful beautiful home. I mean uh, at the time that I uh, start the donut business because I believe he start the donut business around maybe 1970, mm-hmm. 77 or 78, somewhere right, around Right, there. right, in the kind of like the middle towards the end of the Khmer Rouge. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's already before, been yeah, here. Yeah, because he, uh, he left. Right. Uh, he was the uh, Thai uh, ambassador you know, Cambodian, what you call it? Cambod- yeah, he, well, you guys can probably read more up on it. He has a book out there called The Donut King, and he talks about when he left Cambodia. But I think he was lucky enough to not have experienced the Khmer Rouge because he had relations, I believe, with um, the government of of Cambodia or Thailand. So they were able to get out of it uh, and not have to kind of suffer through the Khmer Rouge. Um, and and start early and start building that business establishments here in America. So, yeah, I think I think what I'm trying to to get at is the next part of the story here is really you building out more and more donut shops. After I mean, you know, uh, you're asking me, you know, how how you you know stay in the in a shop and work. 18 hours right. and, and 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 for at least six seven months uh, yeah uh, uh, you know it it's com- maybe I just compare what I went through I mean this is I got I have food I have everything that I need and then make good money mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I had no problem at all I have you were just thankful. I just thankful. Yes, yeah, that's the word. I'm just thankful. You just thankful. You had the opportunity. Opportunity. You have yeah. water. You have food. I have water, food. Yeah. Fried chicken, hot right. dog. 
So after doing this, showering using the hose in the back of the shop for six to eight months, what was your next step? Well, I I I know how to make donut. How know how to make good donut? Well, I said it's good. It it's better than the former owner that you know make. Uh, uh, One time and sell like two three days. Right. I mean, they all donut. This day. is a fresh donut every day. Right. And then I build up the business, which is I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I feel like people like my donut, and so I continue to give me a, a more energies to continue to improve your you know your business. Right. So uh, which is I did. I mean, in six months, I built a sale. Start from eight thousand dollar per month gross sale to sixteen thousand dollar, and continue. Uh, uh, that's double. Sixteen thousand dollar gross sale at that time was a pretty good, pretty good, pretty good gross sale. Yeah, you you for a one man. One man band operation, one yeah. man's band, and there's uh, no expense. And then the supply at that time it was very, very low. The rent is very low, and uh, oh yeah. So when did you start thinking about maybe building your second shop? Oh, after six months, after six or eight months, I know the business so well. I know the uh, the the profit of this business is it's huge. It's big. And, uh, and then I start to continue to contact people and looking for another store, and uh, which is I call Bob Burden back. I said, "Hey, I want another store," and he was so surprised. He said, wow, mm-hmm. uh, where you get the money from this time? Mm-hmm. I said, "No, I pay off everyone, and then I have a little bit, you know, left. I save, so I'm ready to uh, to move to uh, to the another store." So I explained to him, "I rent, I lease this shop to my cousin if I find another one, which is I don't want it too far from Pomona." Mm-hmm. At that time, I think it's only a few donut shops that uh, operate, uh, you know, around that areas. It's not a whole lot, uh, probably four or five. So I found, I think Bob found one called Frontier Donut that's in San Dimas, which is not far from Pomona. It's only maybe fifteen, ten, fifteen minutes. You know, mm-hmm. I believe it's on the same street too. It's on Arrow Highway, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, So uh, perfect. So I, yeah, and uh, so we, I bought that shop, talking over. So I leased the one in Pomona to to my cousin. This is as what I was trying to get at with the whole Donut King was, um, and whether or not you kind of looked up to him when you got here, you knew about him was because you're starting to kind of follow the same, the same pattern that he did. Yes. In terms of buying a shop and leasing it, buying a shop and leasing it. Yes. Would you say that the Donut King was an inspiration? Yes, I think it's kind of, but you know, the inspiration that gave me a booster because of my auntie. Remember when I visit her, right. that family, when I walk out from that door, from that house, 
I I drop my tea and it's so so confusing and so mad that people look down at me. I mean, in the family, they look down at you like that. That I thought, wow. Uh, so that's that's that helped me a lot. Quite a bit. Quite a bit. Quite a bit. You just stop, go out and. Spend your money and burn your monies and try to live in in American, you know, culture and you know wait for the paycheck on Friday and you know and and burn it you know and enjoy it. Another word, right. not burn. I mean, it just enjoy your life. Try to learn as much as you can right. here the uh, American culture here. And uh, uh, I was young, so I mean. Uh, uh, but that really helped you just focus in. Yes, hundred percent. Yep, a hundred percent. So, and then, uh, yeah, Tad, uh, just the uh, a model. I mean, for a lot of people that right. come here and run a donut shop, that uh, which is of most of the Cambodian refugee couldn't handle the uh, uh, most of the uh, job because the job that they able to. To get is just the uh, janitor uh, that not require a lot of uh, you know uh, language. Right, right, so, right. Uh, uh, but I think it's gonna be hard to make ends meet because uh, you know you have two, three children and 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 uh, three, four dollars an hour. Right, I and mean, that's pretty pretty tough. But Tad can bring them, you know, train them and. To make donut at have an night, opportunity here opportunity to build a better life exactly mm-hmm. so that's why California now today most of the donut shop owner is owned by Cambodia mm-hmm. so you have your shop in San Dimas Frontier Donuts and uh, you started leasing the old shop that you first had your first shop to your cousin. Yeah, and you did the exact same thing at Frontier. Did you do a one-man yes. band again? Uh, no, I think you know uh, when we got Frontier, and then uh, and the, how and you used the money f- that you had made from the first shop, so you had no loans this time with the second shop. Uh, I did have loan. I still make the deal with the owner. I said, you know, I got uh, that shop uh, probably around fifty, sixty thousand dollars. The same, mm-hmm. you know, is uh, so uh, the gross sale is not that good. I mean, it's probably around ten, ten to eleven thousand dollar gross sale per month. So uh, uh, they asking for uh, I believe seventy five thousand dollar, which is okay. I know, I know how much I gonna make, you know, because mm-hmm. I know the operation. You know, uh, uh, I mean the donut, uh, the donut business is really well. So I took over, you know, uh, that shop, and then I help uh, uh, mom and dad, my grandma and grandpa, move to California. At that point. At that point. When the second shop opened. Yes, I told him. I said, I'm not gonna go back to Oregon. Here, this is what I'm gonna do. I quit my job. I run the shop here. It's, I love it. And um, I believe uh, this business will be changed our 
you know, family's life. Fam family life. Yes. So, yeah, they move, and then Mama yeah yeah and help with that job. Frontier down. Where did they live when they came? Uh, live in uh, Covina. So we, the whole family now, uh, say so, uh, whole family, Mandy, and uh, the two sister and two brother, they live in uh, rent one house in Covina, and then we all live together. It's a two bedroom. It's, it's a small home, but have enough uh, room for everybody. Not room for everybody. Enough. Space for, you know, <laughs> not rooms, just space. Space, yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, I was so happy. You paid now for the rent, back. and you were able to find that place and pay yeah. the rent for the family. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Then from that on, and then we sit down, and I, I plan now. I plan uh, for the future. I said, "Wow, this is good. I, I gonna continue to buy or build." Uh, uh, that what was uh, available in the market. What were your parameters for finding a donut shop? How did you find the donut shop? And um, like, how did you choose which one you wanted to buy? No, uh, I, it doesn't matter as long as the gross sell about ten or $12,000 per month, mm -hmm. I can build it. I feel so comfortable myself that I can build that job. Mm -hmm. And the, the 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 secret, the key ingredient secret for donut business, you have to bake it fresh, hot, fresh in the morning, you know, and and I guarantee it, people, you know, after they eat one warm donut, they smile, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. So that's the secret of the donut business. You know, if you can make it hot and every morning, you will make it. You will build up that business. Most of the donut shop at that time, I think most of them is, uh, 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 that's why Winchell Donut at that time, Dunkin' Donut, Winchell Donut, and Yum Yum Donut, they pretty successful in, uh, you know, operate the donut shop at that time, especially Winchell Donut. They bake like three times, you know, a day. A day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what I see from them. I learned from them too. You know, I say, mm, why do why they keep baking donuts, you know, in the morning and then afternoon at night? It's but a lot of work though. To it's a lot of work. Extra work. Because yes. of, of course people would love to just bake one time and have it last a couple of days. That's the easy way out. But it is more work to try to offer fresh donuts all the time. Yeah. But I think, you know, uh, it, it is. It's in, and most of the donut shop at that time is open 24 hours. Mm. They just learn from from all, from, from these big uh, franchise. Winchell Donut opened most of them 24 hours. Mm. Yum Yum opened 24 hours. I believe Duncan is open 24 hours too. Were any of your stores open 24? Yes. The first one was 24, oh, right? Pomona, 24 hours. Yeah. Frontier was? Frontier, no. Frontier, mm -hmm. because it's in a strip center, so open until uh, 6 o'clock. So you have the Frontier shop now. You're rented your old shop to your cousin. Mama and Yeye are working in Frontier. Um, how long did, you, did it take for you to kind of build that store? Uh, only kept for six months. Mm -hmm. And uh, six months, then... Uh, uh, 
uh, uh, bought another two stores in uh, Roland High. No, I built one store in Roland High and bought one close to Roland High. Uh, because you know, we don't want to go too far because we live in Covina. Covina to Roland High to San Dimas is probably half an hour, only 20 minutes. I see. So we built out two, and then it worked out good. We least continue, least the store to the to cousin, uh, nephew, you know, in uh, in the family. At that point, you have about you have two stores. You're able to support four. the fa- four stores. Yeah, four stores. You're able to support the family and actually pay for rent and give yeah yeah and the family some security and now. Four stores. I bet not many people had four stores. In not many less people than two years. In a long, in they've never seen two. people like that. Mm, that probably probably f- do pretty well, and then you know uh, uh, because he had a manpower and plus he know he knows everybody, everybody, and he. But besides Ted, oh yeah, not too many people that do that. That kind quickly. of speed. Was there a particular moment, I'm sure during this time period, that you felt that people started looking at you a little bit differently? Like you had no you had you had potential. They started to kind of feel your potential during this time because you were going so fast, you were making so much fast money. You know what I mean? Like people around you start feeling like like they respect you a little bit more. They look at you in a different way. Yeah. And the, my cousin, I think they're young. They want the business. They want the shop. They call me all the time. So because they don't know how to 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 find a shop and all of that. Uh, I'm not, because I don't have time to go out and really go out and, and have party and meet, you know, friend and all. No. Uh, just continue to work, but only a close family that know that, yes, uh, they look at me that I have a potential that go going big, going, you know, continue to build shop. So they contact me, and uh, at that time, I was, I, I had planned. I said, wow, I got a manpower. I got people that really want donut shop left and right. So I continue build and buy shop and as much as I can. And then because I had no problem, I had no problem to find people to operate the shop. They were already kind of getting a sense that if you want a shop, call Robert. Yeah. So in the family. So, uh, 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 so that's me that, you know, I, it give me, uh, a, you know, uh, a send that I said, wow, I mean, I, I got how to do it fast because if I don't do it fast, this is my chance here to, to get more sharp and then just continue to lease it, you know, uh, uh, to, to, to the family. Mm-hmm.